Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Bible Baptist Church. So glad to have you here this morning. Looking forward to the service. And I hope you're enjoying this nice summer weather and enjoying that. We only got a couple more weeks left this summer, but enjoy it while we still got it. Just want to give you some announcements before we get going. Uh, all this month of August, there's a camp that runs out in Rodney called Camp Yes, and our church has uh, been part of that over the, the last many years. And uh, last week, one of our young men went out there. Uh, Pastor Levi was actually out there as a counselor. One of our young teenagers went out there with him as well. His name's Gray, and Gray uh, has been coming to our youth group for the last little bit. And this week, Gray trusted Christ as his Savior this week at camp. So we're excited about it. Yeah, you can clap for that. That's all right. You can clap. That's always something good to clap for. And we're excited about that decision. And uh, he's excited about what God is doing in his life and gave a great testimony there at camp. And so we're excited about uh, all the decisions made at camp. And uh, we're looking forward to another couple more weeks still of Camp Yes. So if you want to pray for the next couple weeks for Camp Yes uh, out there in Rodney, we'd appreciate that. I think Pastor Stone actually is the preacher next week uh, with the ages 10 to 12-year-olds. So pray for that if you would. All right, a couple of things we are, have been talked about. We uh, have every afternoon after our morning uh, session... And our between our before our afternoon preaching time, we have some fellowship. We could use some help with some hospitality and food prep. So all you need to do is come maybe a little bit early on Sunday, put all the snacks on the tray, and maybe get them brought over here. So just a little bit of work. If you're uh, inclined to do that, if you feel like your gifting is in hospitality and service, you know, behind the scenes and doing that, we would appreciate your help with that. And it wouldn't be like every week we'd have a rotation and work through that. So uh, Darlene Veldheisen is going to be uh, overseeing that for us. So if you're uh, in, uh, interested in that, if that's your gifting and you want to help with that, see Mrs. Veldheisen or see myself and we'll get you connected with that. We've, we've had a couple people already come forward looking for a few more if you're interested in the hospitality ministry of Bible Baptist Church. All right. Uh, also, if you're relatively new to our church and haven't yet done this, if you want to connect with us, we have a connection card. Uh, you can do it either online or you can do it at the welcome desk. And that is just to help us get the information we need to uh, keep connected with you as far as emails and different things. So uh, please take advantage of that as well. All right, this week is, uh, on, on Tuesday, we have our primetime barbecue, and so I'd like to invite you to that. There's a sign-up sheet for that as well, and that is over at the home of uh, Maureen, Bruce and Maureen Holmes, and we'll have our barbecue this uh, it's at 11 o'clock on Tuesday, uh, August the 16th, so please uh, take advantage of that. And then Wednesday night, we have our teen and our kids' ministry our program. I will let you know this. For that, on our Wednesday night program, we have our program this Wednesday. And then the last two Wednesdays of August, we're going to take a break. So there will be no kids or teen program uh, the last two Wednesdays of August. We're on for this Wednesday, but then after that, we're off for a couple weeks, and then we'll start up again once school starts up in September. Uh, also, coming up at the end of this week is our car wash. There's a sign-up sheet for that as well. We could use some more people to sign up. We need all the workers we can get on that day to help wash cars for Teen Challenge. And we're going to uh, uh, help make a donation for every car we wash. We'll give $10 to the Teen Challenge Ranch. And, and then also we'll have people make donations as well if they want to. And just raise awareness and funds for the, this great ministry who helps people through addiction issues. And so we're excited about doing that August the 20th. And that will be at Home Hardware from 10 to noon. And if we could uh, use your help, if you're available, come on out and give us a hand washing some cars, all right? And then coming up is our Blue Jays game. And so all the, uh, all the names are in. All the names are finalized.
guys on the list in the back. So if you're planning on going, if you would go one more time and look at your list, we have a list of those who are driving up on the bus and those who are driving up on their own. We have uh, used up all of our tickets, all right? And so there are no more available tickets in our block. In fact, they said when I called this week that this is going to be one of the largest attendances of games in the year. It's almost a sellout crowd already. All there's left is like single tickets here and there. So it's pretty well going to be booked up. It's going to be a, a, a wild crowd, just like this crowd, wild and crazy, all right? And so <laughs> you'll be used to that every Sunday morning, the same thing, and we'll be here at the Blue Jays game. Uh, and so please see the list. Make sure you're on the list, uh, whether you're driving up or on the bus. We have those all worked out. We want to make sure everybody is aware. We'll probably have to leave around 10 o'clock in the morning that day, 10 to 10.30. We'll have a, a, a final time next week, around 10, 10.30. We'll have to stop for lunch on the way up and then uh, get you there. I know the traffic's going to be uh, tight going in there. I just talked to a friend of mine who drove up a group uh, not too long ago. He said he was uh, for an extra hour on the gardener. So we're going to try to get up there uh, before the crowd gets too heavy. It might be a little bit early. I'd rather really be a little bit earlier for the game than late for the game. All right? We don't do it very often, and so let's do it. Let's get up there and enjoy the time. I think Pastor Levi tried to get tickets that are in the shade. All right, So I think we're, we're doing all that we can to make you comfortable. It will be high. If you're afraid of heights, you might want to sell your ticket, all right, just so you know that. And uh, so we will be up there high, but we will have our name on the board, all right? That's all that matters. That's exciting, all right? And so uh, that will be a fun time, August the 27th. And if you haven't paid for that, please uh, pay for that. We'll be tracking you down this week and hunting you down to get that $30 for the tickets and, and get it all taken care of. So please take advantage of that. One last thing to tell you about is on August the 28th, instead of having our regular afternoon session for preaching, we're going to have a praise service. So we'll be uh, singing and praising the Lord that time, and that is the end of this month. And so just let you know but that's coming up. Looking forward to that as well. We're looking forward to what God's going to do today and looking for the music and the preaching and uh, turning our hearts to the things of God. So I'm going to ask our musicians to come and start the service this morning. Good morning. I want to welcome you again to church this morning. And we're going to begin our service uh, by singing a song called uh, I Speak Jesus. And so you listen as we sing about the holy name of Jesus.
that holy name. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 34 and verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. We want to worship and magnify the holy name of the Lord this morning together. So let's all stand together as we do that and lift our voices and turn our hearts to the Lord and magnify him. We're going to sing, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Let's lift our voices together. Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, tune my heart. 
sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mountain fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come. And I hope by thy good pleasure, safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger Wandering from the fold of God, he to rescue me from danger, interposed his precious blood. Oh, to grace how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy grace, Lord, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave a God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Amen. We'll continue to sing together. Complete in thee, no work of mine. up the last dear savior when dear savior when before thy bar all tribes and tongues assembled are among thy chosen will i be at thy right hand complete in thee they justify no blessed thought and sanctify 
for the sufficiency of Christ this morning. We're going to sing one more song together as we continue to think about His holy name. Let's lift it up. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Thank you so much for being here today. Would you please take your Bibles and turn with me to Matthew chapter 23. Matthew chapter 23. It's my privilege to announce to you next, next week we are going to have a membership service. We have several people that are going to join our church, and we're very excited about that. I actually want to give you their names so that when we vote next week, you can um, at least be cognizant of who these people are, all right? And I mean this with all sincerity. If you have anything against these people that you think they should not be members, you need to call us this week and let us know that. Um, and so I say that before the first name because they're the, mo the biggest culprits, and that's going to be John and Debbie Lazenby, all right? If you know John and Debbie, they're awesome people, and uh, we've enjoyed getting to know them. Uh, but John and Debbie Lazenby uh, seek to join membership, and so uh, that is the first a uh, couple, and then Ryan and Nicole McLaughlin and their two daughters, Kara and Chloe, are seeking to join our church, as well as Paulina DeYoung is planning on joining our church as well. So those are the uh, names. If you need those again, that's John and Debbie Lazenby, 
Ryan and Nicole McLaughlin, and Paulina the Younga. And we're excited about that, to see what the Lord's continuing to do. And uh, we've been able to sit down with them, talk through several things with them, and uh, uh, just excited about what the Lord's doing. So that'll be next week. Uh, that's the 21st, and we're excited about that opportunity. All right, let's go ahead and pray, and we'll get right into this passage today. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for all you do for us. Father, it is our privilege to be in your house again today. Father, we pray that as we come, that, Father, we would remember who you are, the holy, holy, holy God. And, Father, that our lives would be um, dissected almost this morning. Father, that we would look deep within our lives, that your word would pierce even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And, Father, see if there be any wicked way in us. Father, we just give our lives to you this morning. Father, if there's one here today that does not know you as personal Savior, would you draw them to you today? And that we might know and have an exciting time of knowing Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Thank you so much for dying on the cross for our sins. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 23, uh, Jesus has just answered. Remember last week he had answered all the questions that the Pharisees, the religious crowd, could throw at him. Um, we read the last verse of uh, chapter 22. You can see that again, actually. And no man was able to answer him a word, neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. So he had just basically um, told them all what they did not ever imagine that he could tell them. He blew their minds. And so he had just answered all of their questions. And up until this point, he even answered their most important question they could ever ask. And the question was, what is the greatest commandment in the law? If you'll remember from last week, Jesus answered that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Upon these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. That was Jesus' answer. Again, they were not expecting that. But here they are, and while Jesus has the multitude around them, as per Jesus, he sees the opportunity to teach. So I want you to see this, and he realizes that, hey, I've got all these people, let's begin to teach them something. And this time, his specific subject is on the religious elite. His teaching is going to be on the scribes and the Pharisees which is kind of, to me, a fun um, idea. But now Jesus was not necessarily getting ready to completely destroy the scribes and the Pharisees. I don't believe that was his intention. But his intention was to warn his disciples and to warn the people, the multitude around him, of falling into the same trap that the scribes and Pharisees were always in. And once again, you got to think about Jewish culture. Okay, Jewish culture is a religious culture, right? You look at North America today, is it a religious culture? <laughs> Not really, right? Jewish culture is just that of religion, and it's based upon religion, and so the religious elite were not just religious elite, they were the cultural elite, okay? They were the, the, the cultural high, high dogs, if you will, all right? So they were the elite of society, and so Jesus' warning is warranted. You say, why? Well, people were looking to the scribes. People were looking to the Pharisees, and guess what? They were trying to become like them. Right Again, I said last week that uh, scribes and Pharisees would also have disciples, people who followed them. 
People who walked and they would train. And so they were constantly training new people, constantly getting people to become like them. And so they were the, they were the elite. Of course, who doesn't want to become like the elite, right? And there were still others on the other side of the coin who were completely repulsed by the scribes and the Pharisees and saw them only as hypocrites. And so we got two different ends of the spectrum, people who want to be like them and people who are repulsed. I think all of us could kind of fit into this category of looking at certain people, the elite of our society, and thinking, I'd really like to become like them, and other people who are completely repulsed by them. All in a day's work. If I were to describe the scribes and Pharisees in one word, it would be this. Proud. Proud. They were just proud. Even selfish would be another word. Selfish is another word. And this can be seen in Jesus' warning to them. Jesus is warning. So let's take a look at his warnings this morning in Matthew chapter 23. We'll start in verse 1. The Bible says this. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to the disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All, therefore, whatsoever they bid you, observe. That observe and do. But do not ye after their works. For they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments and love the uppermost rooms at feasts and chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets and to be called of men rabbi, rabbi. But be ye not called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven." Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Now you look at this passage and you go, wow, Jesus is making some pretty bold claims. Jesus is delving deep into their intentions and, and really calling them out on some important things. But I want you to see how Jesus truly felt about the scribes and the Pharisees. And when you get some time, maybe even the rest of today, I want you to go home and just read the rest of Matthew chapter 23. If you want to see a scathing review of a religious organization on Google, right? Matthew chapter 23. It is a scathing review. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. He says it constantly, over and over and over again. Jesus is reviewing them in a very poor light. He's not even, if he could give them zero stars, it would be zero stars. Right? He's going through all of this and he's being extremely scathing. But I want you to remember something very important. Many of us will come into a service like this today and the first thing we'll be tempted to do is to think about someone else. That'll be the first thing you're tempted to do. Again, while we're talking about Pharisees and scribes, it's easy to think about someone else as a scribe and a Pharisee. We'll be tempted to look at someone else's life and think, yeah, they should stop being like that. Right? I want you to think about the disciples in the multitude. Jesus is talking about the scribes and the Pharisees. It's easy for the multitude to say, yeah, those guys are a bunch of jerks. 
But here's the reality. Jesus is not telling them about the scribes and the Pharisees so that the scribes and the Pharisees will change. He's warning his disciples. He's warning the multitude. I have no doubt that the scribes and Pharisees were within earshot. They were always within earshot. But I want you to understand this today. This is not about someone else. This is not about your coworker. This is not about the person who sits next to you or the person who sits the other side of the church from you. I want you to think about you today. I want you to think about you. I want you to ask yourself, listen, is this my heart? You know, Jesus knows the heart of the Pharisees. He knows their motives. He knows their intention. He can see it. He is God in the flesh, so he can say these things. But listen, none of us knows the motives or the heart of someone else. We just don't. So the only person you know the heart and the motives for is yourself. So check yourself today. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. So let's delve into our house. So instead of looking at everyone else today, which is going to be easy to do, let the Lord see your heart. Open your heart and look inside of yourself and see if you have a selfish heart. Number one, I want you to see this. A selfish person is loud and lazy. A selfish person is loud and lazy. Look at verse 3 again. Notice what Jesus says here. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, he says, that observe and do. Okay, so all the things that the Pharisees are telling you to do, just do them. Okay, which is, that, that goes against me, right? If somebody's a loser and they're doing wrong and they're being wicked, if they're supposed to tell me to do something, I'm going to struggle with doing that. But Jesus promotes them. And I want you to see that in verse 2. He says, the scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So there is a seat that they were sitting in, and that was an important seat. Moses' seat. They're sitting in the place of Moses. Moses was the giver of the law. All the laws that were given were from God. They were good things to do. However, Jesus says, listen, you need to do those things. Those are the good things to do. But notice what else he says. But do not ye after their works. So this is do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> and none of us like that. None of us like when somebody says, hey, just do what I say, not what I do. But that's exactly what Jesus is telling them to do. But look at what this says at the end of verse 3. For they say and do not. Hypocrite, right? For they say and do not, verse 4, for they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves, notice this, will not move them with one of their fingers. How lazy do you have to be to not even lift a finger? You see, they're, they're loud, they're obnoxious, they're telling everybody what to do, but yet they do not. They're lazy. The commands that these religious elite were imposing upon the people were not all bad. They were good. And you can almost get the impression from several weeks of preaching that, listen, all laws are bad and uh, nobody should have any rules. No, that's not the impression at all. The fact is rules are important. Laws that were given by God are important. They're absolutely important. These people had cultural and biblical authority. They had cultural and biblical authority. They were sitting in Moses' seat. 
They were the ones who were proclaiming the law. They were the ones who were teaching the law. Again, not necessarily a bad thing. But here came the problem. They were proclaiming the law, but they were not living it. They were proclaiming the law, but they were not living it. Now again, don't go somewhere else right now. Don't look at someone else right now and think, yeah, that person says one thing and does another. Don't do that. Remember, begin looking at yourself. Are you this type of person? Are you the type of person who says one thing and does another? Are you the type of person that has different expectations for everyone else? Well, this is how I can act, but everybody else better act differently. If you're in the habit of writing things down, write this down. Grace is more easily offered to ourselves than to other people. Isn't it? I, I am so gracious with myself. Well, I didn't mean that. Right? My wife will... <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this. Um, I'll get in trouble later. I've been in enough trouble this week. It's all good. Um, I will say something to my wife, and she will be absolutely offended. And I'll be, like, I'll be sitting there like a dumb man, right? Like, what did I just say? What? And she will always say, you said this, and this is what you meant. And I'll be like, no, that's not at all what I meant. And I'm extremely gracious to myself and be like, no, babe, that's not what I meant. This is what I meant. And I'm, then I'm like, you know, right? I'm extremely gracious to myself. But listen, when she says something that offends me, what happens? There is no grace involved whatsoever, right? And this is how we live our lives, all of us, right? If somebody cuts us off, right? I'm, why do I always go here? Somebody cuts us off on the 401, we're ticked off. But if we make a mistake on the 401, hey, buddy, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. We give ourselves all kinds of grace, but we don't give it to other people. You see, we give ourselves boatloads upon boatloads and boatloads of grace, and we let ourselves get away with anything. But if one hair is out of line on someone else, we jump all over them. Again, I want you to notice that this is just loud and lazy. Selfish people are loud and lazy. Number two, the selfish person, our, our people are great actors. They're great actors. Look at verse 5. The Bible says this, but all their works they do, if they do any works, notice, they do them to be seen of men. Again, I don't want to get into all the details here, but they make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments and love the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues. Hey, put me up high. Uh, look at all my wonderful garments. Look at how great I am. So anything that they did do, it was just for an audience. Anytime they could muster enough energy, right? They're lazy. But anytime they could muster enough energy to actually do something, it was only when there was an audience. Character is who you are when no one else is looking. Obviously, these men, these Pharisees, these scribes had no character. They only did things to be seen of men. They were not concerned with what they were doing when no one else was looking. They were only concerned with what people saw. And they would go to great lengths 
to make sure people only saw what they wanted them to see. Again, it's easy to think this is someone else. If you're in the habit of writing things down, write this down. Selfish people love authority, but hate authenticity. Selfish people love authority. Hey, you have to do what I say, but they hate authenticity. Oh, no, 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 you can't come over. No, you can't see me like this. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, it's not what you think. All about the show, all about the presentation. It's all about being a great actor. Again, if you're catching yourself thinking about your coworker, <laughs> or if you're catching yourself thinking about somebody in this auditorium, please don't give yourself that option. Okay? This is about you. You have no idea what their motives are. This is about you. Think about you. Where are you? Are you an actor? Are you an actor? I'm just going to be honest. I've been in church long enough to know that Christians are awesome actors. They are really good. Man, they carry their big, big Bible. They dress the part. But meanwhile, all day, every day, through the rest of the week, they live like they want. Christians are good actors. Religious elites are good actors. Selfish people are good actors. Let me ask you, are you an actor? Are you hiding things in your life right now? The Bible says, be sure, be sure your sin will find you out. Just count on it. Take it to the bank. It's going to happen. It may take five, it may take ten, it may take twenty years, but be sure your sin will find you out. What are you covering up? What are you acting? Are you working hard to cover things up so that nobody sees your flaws? Are you going overboard, trying to show everyone that you have it all together? I, my life's perfect. I've done everything. I, I don't have a flaw in my life. Listen, everybody knows you're lying. Because everybody knows nobody has it all together. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that we all have flaws. That is simply just acting. There's nobody in this room, nobody in this world that has it all together. We all, all, let me say it one more time, all have flaws. So quit acting. A selfish person is a great actor. Number three, the selfish person loves titles. A selfish person loves titles. Look at verse 7. The Bible says this, and greetings in the marketplace. <laughs> the greetings in the market, and to be called of men, rabbi, rabbi. Now think about this, okay? We if you've been to any third world country, right, there's still marketplaces. We have the Horton Market down here, so that's the best I can give you in St. Thomas, right? I want you to go to the Horton Market, and you are there. And all of a sudden, from the background, you hear, for me, it'd be, Oh, pastor! Oh, pastor! Oh, pastor! And it's not just one person, it's several people. Oh, yeah. Right? This is what's going on, right? So you fill in the blank, however, whatever your title is, right? And you hear this, you're in the, you're in the world, you're in the, uh, the marketplace of that time, and you hear your title. Look at verse 8. But be ye not, not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. 
And call no man your father upon earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be ye called master, for one is your master, even Christ. I feel like Jesus is just trying to tell us something. Three times he says, listen, don't have a title. Because it simply is worthless. You have a master. As already mentioned, selfish people love authority. But authority is not the only thing that selfish people like. They love titles. They love to be known as one particular thing. Oh, hey, Johnny Yeomans. Um, excuse me, that's Sir Johnny Yeomans. Right? My wife comes to me and says, Oh, hey, babe, excuse me, that's Lord For all of you thinking that I just made that up, I have a biblical reference for that. <laughs> hey, Dad, um, excuse me, that is Father John. Right? Ridiculous. But we, we, we live in this world where we love titles. Selfish people love titles. They love demanding that people call them something. They love demanding it. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh yeah, our society is like that. There, everybody in the world's demanding that we call them something. Don't do that. This is not about society. This is about us. This is about our personality. This is about who we are. Don't let yourself go down the path of thinking about someone else. Think about you. Are you the type of person who loves to be defined by a certain occupation, right? Men love that. You, what did you do? What do you do? We love to be defined by a certain occupation or a certain level of education or a certain status in the church, right? I, I've been here for 20 plus years. Oh, let's all just bow down to you then, right? Selfish people love titles. Do you long for everyone to notice you for what you've accomplished? Do you long for people to notice you and to lift you up and to praise you and to give you that title that you think you deserve? If you're in the habit of writing things down, write this one down. This one's not a fun one. Titles are nothing more than a weak way to make you feel important. They are. Titles are nothing more than a weak way to make you feel important. Selfish people love titles. Okay, so Jesus lays it on pretty thick, right? Jesus lays it on pretty thick, and he, he's not letting them off the hook easily. And so maybe you sit here this morning, and if you looked at yourself, and you think, okay, if I'm honest with myself, I am a little bit selfish. I'm just going to newsflash. That should be everybody, Okay. We're all selfish in some way. We're all selfish in some way. But I want you to do this. Ask yourself this question. What am I supposed to do? Okay, so I'm selfish. I realize that I have these problems. I, I, I want all of these things. What am I supposed to do about this? Well, Jesus gives us three solutions. Three solutions to our selfish problem. Someone who cares more about following Jesus will, number one, obey in humility. Obey 
in humility. Look again at verse 3. All, therefore, whatsoever they bid you, observe. Just, just do those things that, that observe and do. Those are the things that you are to do. Obey. Obey. Observe and do. For what purpose? What was their purpose? Okay, do, but do not ye after their works, for they say and do not, for they bind heavy burdens and so on. But verse 5, but all their works they do for what? To be seen of men. Okay, so here's the reality. Works that are being done, right, obey, but don't do them for the praise of men. Just don't. Okay, I'm just going to be honest with you which I try to be honest all the time. That's a dumb saying. I don't know why I say that. Be open with you. My entire life, I have been doing things for the praise of men. You just kind of grow up that way, right? Please your parents. Please your pastor, right? You get into high school and school, and you're trying to please your kid or your kids. You're trying to please your teachers, Right? Get into college, right? And you're trying to please your professors and write the answers that they want to hear even though you don't believe that, right? You're trying to please everybody and please everybody. And then I remember coming here and working for Pastor Stone and trying to please Pastor Stone and trying to please Pastor Holland and trying to please the people of the church, right? It just happens. We get in this pleasing people type of mentality, and I get it. But here's the reality, we are not to do the right thing to please men. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31 says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of who? Of God. This is not so everybody looks at Johnny and goes, Wow, what a nice young man. I've already given you a few things for those of you who don't know. I remember one time walking into, the, uh, into a laundromat in college. And I held the door open. I was dressed up a little bit because we had just come from college classes. I held the door open for a, a little old lady. And one of the things she said to me is, what a nice young man. I'm telling you what, man. I had just accomplished everything in my life that I wanted to accomplish. But that's it. It's that, it's that shallow. Jesus said, listen, if you seek the praise of men and you get it, that's your reward. That's it. Done. Well, that was fleeting, wasn't it? We have people in, in our churches, we have people in our lives, and myself included, who constantly go around just seeking after the praise of men. They just do what they do so that everybody will look at them and say, wow. Obey in humility. Do all for the glory of God. Listen, God's commands still need to be followed. They still need to be obeyed, but not so everyone else will think that you're something special. Because you want to please God. I don't have to act. I don't have to act. I don't have to put on a show. Why? Because God already knows my heart. God knows you. Inside, out, and backwards. He knows every hair or lack thereof on your head. So he knows who you are. So we don't have to act. This, this is who I am. And God's still working on me. He's still changing me. He's still making me into his image. I'm just letting the outside catch up with my inside. My heart. And I have to act a better way, but my heart is to please God. So number one, obey 
in humility. Number two, someone who cares more about following Jesus will remember whose you are. Not who you are, but whose you are. Verse 8, the Bible says this, But be ye not called rabbi, for one is your, notice, master, even Christ and all your brethren. Call no man your father upon earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be ye called master, for one is your master, even Christ. Listen, don't think about what you are. We all want to be defined by something. Listen, don't be defined by what you are. Think about whose you are. You see, the only definition that actually matters, the only title that actually matters is the title of my master. Do you know why Christians are called Christians? The first six letters of Christians is Christ. You see, we are supposed to be like Christ. We are supposed to bear his image. We are supposed to be like him, not to make a name for Johnny Omens. Nobody's even supposed to see me. Think about a windshield on a car. How many of you look at the windshield all the time? Most people don't. What do we do? We look through it. It's there, there's no doubt that it's there, but not one of us notices the windshield. Let me ask you this question. When do you start to notice a windshield? When it rains, when it gets dirty, when there's junk on it, right? You see, when people start to notice me, that means that there's selfishness, there's pride, there's wickedness. People ought never to notice me. They ought to look through me and just see Jesus. Remember whose you are. He is my master. I am in subjection to him. I am not my own. First Corinthians tells me that I am bought with the price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Remember whose you are. By the way, don't miss this either. Look at verse 8 again. But be ye not called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ. Notice this, and all ye are brethren. Okay, so when God is your master, and he's the only one that matters, get this, you just are all brethren. I am just all a brethren, right? We're just all brothers and sisters. That's it. We're all on the same playing level. We're all on the same playing field. We, we are all here. There's no one better than anyone else on the planet. So I'm not better than you just because I've been saved longer than you. I grew up in church, so that makes me better than you. No. Listen, we're all brothers. We are not greater or less than the person sitting next to us or the person on the other side of the world. We're all just brothers. Because, listen, nothing else matters. There's only one title, and that's the title of master for Almighty God. Which leads me to my third point. What are we to do? Number three, help a brother out help a brother out. Look at verse 11. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. I don't know how many times Jesus has to tell the disciples this. Right? He's washing their feet. You need to be, you need to be a servant. He, he, he's constantly, listen, you think you're great, be the least. In verse 12, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. 
just help a brother out. Listen, there is not one person in this room that I am above helping. That's the way we ought to think. Right? And again, most of you, again, you'll do this. Don't do this. Yeah, everybody ought to be helping me. No. What about you? What about who you are right now? Who are you right now? Help a brother out. Who is somebody that you can serve? Find a brother who you can help. Let me put it this way. Find a brother who you can reach out to. It's a theme for the year. Reaching out. Find a brother who you can reach out to. Quit worrying about how high you are going to make it up the ladder and get down on your knees and serve. Don't worry about how prestigious or popular or powerful you are. Just get down on your knees and serve and serve and serve and serve. And you know what? In due time, God will raise you up to whatever position you need to be in. But even in that position, guess what you're going to do? If you develop an attitude of service, even in an elevated position, guess what you're going to do? Serve and serve and serve and serve. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13, the Bible says this, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Just serve. So listen, if you want to quit being selfish, if you say, yeah, I'm selfish, and you care only about yourself, if you want to quit this terrible horrible, uh, uh, depressed life. Now let me encourage you. Simply start following Jesus. Stop following the cultural elite. <laughs> In case you don't know, the people who are our cultural elite are not exactly uh, people that we ought to be following. They are not our moral compasses. Right? Hollywood ought not to be our moral compass. Our government ought not to be our moral compass. Who ought to be our moral compass? Jesus. I'm just going to stand here and tell you I ought not to be your moral compass. As much as I want to never fail you, I'm going to blow it. I'm going to mess up. I'm a flawed human being. We're all just brethren, so don't look to me, please. There's a one who's your master. Follow Jesus and start acting like him. Start acting in accordance with his teaching. If you live a selfish life, you will be sad. But if you will serve by love, serve one another, you will be joyous and your joy will be full. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day for this opportunity. Father, I just simply pray that your will will be accomplished. I pray that you would work in our lives, and Father, that you would show us where we're wrong. Help us not to think about anyone else this morning but ourselves. And as we come to you, you would lift us out of that miry clay of selfishness, and Father, set us upon the rock of Jesus Christ and act in accordance to what he says that he would be our master, and that we would by love serve one another and reach out. Father, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed.
Again, this is our time for you to make a decision. Maybe you today say, I I don't even know who Jesus is. I need to know more information about him. I would love to talk to you about him. You can see me after the service. I would love to spend some time talking to you about who he is and how you can know him as your personal savior. But along with the message today, maybe you say today, I have been selfish. And today's the day it all ends. I'm God's child, and I'm going to obey him, and I'm going to serve others. Whatever your decision is, uh, as always, I take, challenge you to take a minute and just write a decision down, date it, so you can come back to that. But we're going to give you some time to do that right now. Father, if there's one single area of our life that we're holding on to in which we're selfish, bring that to light. Help us to surrender it to you. Have your will and way done in our lives. Thank you so much for all you do for us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Just want to remind you about our afternoon service. And uh, Pastor Holland's going to be going through First Peter again. Remember to get your hand out. And uh, we have small groups again this week. So if you're a part of that, uh, just be, be available. Um, if you're not a part of a small group, I challenge you to get involved. We've been going through some awesome things through the book of James. We're getting ready to finish that now uh, in the next couple of weeks, but that's been awesome. And then uh, Wednesday night service as well. Be an awesome time for you to come and, and uh, be a part of a Bible study. All right? That's all I have for you this morning. Uh, Pastor Levi's going to come lead us in our closing hymn. Let's all stand together as we sing. We're going to sing, Take the Name of Jesus with You. Let's all stand and we'll sing together. Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it then where'er you go. Precious name, oh how sweet. Hope of earth and joy of heaven. Precious name, oh how of earth and joy of heaven. Thanks so much again for being here this morning. You are dismissed.